Welcome to episode 003 of the House Rock Financial Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the different versions of your credit scores. So if you've ever wondered why one place might have your score as a 600 and another place have your score as a 650, this is the episode that will discuss those differences and why exactly that is. So let's jump in. Hey, this is Stephen Young, host of the House Rock Financial Podcast. Since 2013, I have been helping clients repair their credit and build their financial foundation to create a lasting legacy. Cash may be king, but credit is power. The more knowledge you have, the more power you have. You can also learn more at our website, houserockfinancial.tv. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the live edition once again. Today, Wednesday, uh, November 11th, Veterans Day. So I would like to start off with saying thank you to all of our veterans, uh, especially I am a, a son and a grandson of veterans. And so very grateful for the service that you have provided. And uh, especially to my dad, who uh, was I, I posted a picture of him in a Corvette that he normally does in the parade. It was canceled this year, unfortunately, by his house because of COVID. But he um, is a Vietnam veteran, and he does not talk about it a lot, especially when I was younger. He's, he's become a little more open about it as time has gone on. But when I was younger, he didn't talk a lot about it. And, um, you know, if you know the history of Vietnam veterans and the uh, – welcome home or the unwelcome home that they received when they came back um, is, is a large portion of why. And so I'm grateful to all of our veterans, especially those in the past that did not get quite the same welcome reception that they have more recently. And, uh, and then of course, especially my dad, grateful for the service that, that you guys all provide for us to be able to be a free country to allow us to do these things and uh you know that, that we're doing here in, in credit repair and owning businesses and being able to vote like we did last week and um and so so yeah so thank you appreciate it all right with that said today we are going to talk about different versions of credit scores. So uh, the last episode, we talked about the five categories of a credit score. And regardless of the credit score, they're all pretty much, they, they, they all require they or have the same categories for the most part. Some of them weigh things a little bit differently, but overall the same five categories are, are still part of the score, that still make up the score. And that was payment history, the length of credit, types of credit that you have, credit usage, and recent inquiries. So if you've ever noticed, if you've gone to like say Credit Karma or one of the other websites, even the credit card websites now, they all provide a score for you, right? Those are pretty easily given. And those are 
usually what's called a vantage score. So the history of it is the credit bureaus don't create the credit score. It's a separate company like you might have heard. I'm sure you've heard of FICO, right, which stands for the Fair Isaac Corporation. And they devised the credit score in 1989. They came out with it. And that was really when it first started being used. And the whole idea, as I've said in the past, is that a credit score is used to determine how likely you are to pay your bills in the next 24 months. So let's say you imagine, and again, a credit score goes anywhere from 300 to 850. They're both the same now between FICO and Vantage. Vantage 3.0 is the newest one. FICO actually has, I think it's nine different models. They're on FICO 10 right now, but to my recollection, there isn't a FICO 1, I don't think. And, and it's actually, it goes back even further than that. But right now there's you know FICO 2, 3, 5. You'll usually see for mortgages, um, there's and there's there's a number of others too, but FICO 10 is kind of the 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 newest one that just came out last year, and then there's Vantage 3.0. So they all go from 300 to 850. Vantage 2.0 actually allowed you to go up to 990, but that was just because of the way they they weighed it. They've they've decided to kind of do it the same. Here's the first difference. FICO again is their own company. Vantage is actually a um, cooperation between the three credit bureaus, the three big credit bureaus, which by the way, also they're not really credit bureaus, right? Like the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They like to call themselves a bureau because it sounds more official, but in reality, um, they're not a bureau. They're, they're a publicly traded company. They are a company, no, uh, you know, not unlike any uh, other uh, publicly traded company out there. There's no government regulation or, or I guess I shouldn't say regulation. There's no government entity there. So they're not really a bureau. They're more of a credit reporting agency. They just like to refer to themselves as a bureau. But anyways, the three of them created Vantage. And that's most often what you will see when you go into Credit Karma or when you go into your Capital One or your Discover or whatever, American Express, they all offer the score for you. And that's usually going to be a Vantage score. And the reason is because that is the credit reporting agency's score, and they're able to give that more freely or charge you for it or charge the company for it that's providing that score for you. But it's less expensive because they're doing it. Whereas FICO, that's a more expensive score to get because FICO is making money off of, the Fair Isaac Corporation is making money off of providing that score. So that's why if you go into a car dealership or a mortgage loan, they're getting a tri-merge report usually, and they are pulling your FICO score. They're getting the actual FICO score, and they're actually having to pay for that. That's why when you close a loan for a mortgage, you'll see a large charge for the credit report that they pulled, and that's because they had to pay FICO for that score. So to get back to where I was, and I just lost my spot here. Hang on one second. There we go. So a couple of the differences between FICO and Vantage Score is how they will determine the score, the significance of the different items. For example, late payments. Um, a history of late payments are going to affect FICO and Vantage Score. However, and they're both going to consider how recently the last late payment occurred, 
how many of your accounts have had late payments, how many payments you've missed on an account, but FICO treats them all the same. So it doesn't matter what type of account it was that was late. If you were late, FICO will decrease your score the same way. Whereas Vantage score will judge them a little bit differently. They're going to penalize late mortgage payments more harshly than other types of credit. I'm not exactly sure on the theory of that, but that's why they do it. So uh, as I was starting to say with the credit score, I, I, I missed this one point. Sorry, I got on a different tangent and I, I forgot something here. So with a FICO score or your Vantage score, your overall, your credit score from 300 to 850, right? And if you put a if you put a zero or a, a dot between that last number, so if you have, let's say your credit score is a 600, okay? If you put a decimal point between the two zeros, so it'd be 60.0, what FICO is saying roughly here is that you have a 60% chance of paying your bills on time in the next 24 months. That's how they look at it. So if you want to make it a percentage, just to kind of understand it a little bit better, 600 is 60% chance you're going to pay your bills on time in the next 24 months. So if you think about it, the top score you can get is an 850. That means they're pretty much always hedging their bets that the best you're going to do is 85% guaranteed chance that you're going to pay your bills on time. Even if you've never been late, the best you're ever going to get is an 850, 85% chance. So that's how they take that into effect. Okay, so back to the differences. So number one, significance of late payments. Uh, the number two then is the impact on credit inquiries. So as I had mentioned in the last episode, inquiries stay on your record for two years and really only affect your credit score for the first year and then half as much for the first for the last six months, right? So, so let's say your credit score goes down 10 points for applying for an account. It's only going to affect, it's going to be 10 points for the first six months, five months from months six to one year, and then it doesn't affect it at all, but it does stay on your record for that, for those full two years. So Vantage Score and FICO both penalize the your you um, with multiple hard inquiries in a short period of time but they don't do deduplication quite the same way. So in other words, deduplication is important for things like auto loans um, or even car loans where your application may be sent to multiple lenders resulting in multiple inquiries, right? If you've ever gone to a car dealership and you applied for a car, you might notice afterwards when you look at your credit report that that car dealership tried to shop your loan to 10 different places and all 10 of those places pulled your credit report because they all do it separately. So what happens is both FICO and Vantage score, they don't count those inquiries separately. They do they deduplicate them and consider them to be one inquiry. So it's not as big of a deal. However, the time spent that they use the deduplication, it's a weird word, deduplication differs. So FICO uses a 45-day span. So in other words, if in those 45 days, you applied for different mortgages. They're going to count it all the same. Whereas Vantage score only gives you 14 days. So if you're going to apply for a car loan or for a mortgage, anything within those 14 days is wrapped up into one score. If you find out that your score, let's say, is a 600, and to qualify for most 
FHA loans without a larger down payment, you need a 620. Now, obviously there's differences there and I'm not a, a mortgage loan officer, so definitely talk to a mortgage loan officer, but for the most part, it's about a 620 FICO score, FICO five score, even I should be uh, more specific. So if you do it within for FICO, within those 45 days, that's what your score is going to be. So if you find out you have a 600, in order to get a count for the deduplication and not have your credit score hit multiple times, you have to, within those 45 days, get that loan taken care of. Because if they pull your, your score again, after 45 days, it's a separate hit and it's going to impact your credit again. With Vantage, that's only 14 days. Another difference between them is the influence of low balance collections. So Vantage, Score, and FICO, they both care if you have collections on your account. However, Vantage Score doesn't care if it was a $200 collection or if it was a $5,000 collection. Whereas FICO ignores all collections where the original balance was under $100. They don't even penalize your score for that. And if it's a smaller amount, more than 100, but still lower amount, they're going to penalize you on a graduated scale. So it, the lower the collection, the less it's going to impact your FICO score. So how do you keep your credit score high? As we've talked about before, you want to avoid late payments, right? You want to pay your bills on time and uh, you really want to keep your balances low. That is the biggest thing, regardless of Vantage or FICO. And really, when it comes down to it, you want to pay most attention to your FICO score because that's what the mortgage companies, that's what the car dealerships are looking at. They don't care so much about your Vantage score. Now, there are some banks, there are some car dealerships that will use your Vantage score, but by and large, it's FICO. That's the one that you need to really be concerned with. So just to recap on the uh, on the uh, credit balances, 30% is the most you should ever carry. If you have a $1,000 credit limit, you should never have more than $300 on there. Better would be 10%. So $1,000 limit, keep that balance below $100. If it starts to go over $100, pay it, pay early so that it stays there. You definitely do not want the statement date to pass and have that balance be higher than that. And then if it's over, uh, the best would be to pay it off. Pay it off before the statement date. Now, the statement date is typically five days before the due date. Not always. You can check your statement or you can call your credit card company and ask them what your statement date is. But that's a good rule of thumb is that it's five days before your due date. So if you get your credit card bill in and it says that your due date is, um, let's see, we're 11-11. So let's say your due date is 12-1, uh, is December 1st. Pay it before Thanksgiving. That way you can get the credit for that payment and that lower balance when they do your credit score. And then the bigger... Uh, not bigger, I guess I shouldn't say, but but another thing is only apply for new credit when you absolutely have to. So that means when Black Friday is coming up and you want to go shopping, although I guess it's not Black Friday this year, right? We're going to have, uh, it's it's Black November, I guess, really. Most of the places that I've seen, they're, they're celebrating it already to avoid the large crowds. Anyways, if you're going to a store 
and they give you that, they offer you that 10%, 15%, 20%. I think I've even seen as high as 25% discount on that payment, that, uh, that purchase to apply for their store card. Do not do it. I know it sounds like a great deal, but in the long run, it is going to cost you more money to have your credit score lowered because you applied at Kohl's or Home Depot or wherever it is. It's not going to be worth it. When you get that credit card offer in the mail and you think, well, why not? Let's let's see if I can qualify for that Amex or let's see if I can qualify for, for Discover card. Unless you need it, unless you only have one credit card, when I told you you should have three, do not do it. Remember, cash is king, but credit is power. And we don't want to just give up our power to any low offer. We want to make sure that we make it count. So with that, I am signing off for today. Those are the differences between the credit scores. I hope you found this to be helpful. If you did, please feel free to reach out to me. Give me a comment, thumbs up five-star review, whatever it is on the platform that you happen to be watching. If it's YouTube, feel free to subscribe to my channel. I would appreciate that. And I always encourage feedback. You can reach me at info at houserockfinancial.com. And I look forward to talking to you more soon. Have a good night. Bye. That does it for this episode of House Rock Financial Podcast. If you have any questions, you can go to e you can email us at info at houserockfinancial.com or you can also leave us a message on our website at houserockfinancial.tv. And if you liked us, share it with everybody else. Let them know about us. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Facebook, and uh, leave us a five-star review if you feel like we deserved it. Thanks so much. Have a great day.